720 WGN. I've always identified Howard Tallman as the most interesting person in Chicago and had no idea, Howard, until we spoke last week that you had a friendship and a partnership with Jimmy Buffett. Um, has the funeral taken place? Is it, um, do you know anything? Uh, nothing that's public or, you know, sort of special. I mean, there was going to be a, maybe a small, you know, a private thing. Yeah, but uh, there's there's not going to be any big uh, production. Yeah. It's not it's not his thing. It never was his thing. So yeah, I, I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect uh, much of anything. But I, I loved the story about the dogs. It was just a <laughs> yes, yes. I'll yeah. send you that picture because it's just all the dogs are just seated right there, one in each chair at the breakfast bar. Like, okay, yeah. flip us an egg, Jimmy. Like we're waiting and sitting there so patiently. Mm-hmm. Howard's a dog lover, much like I'm a dog lover, and so is everyone else. Hey, um, before we get into your article on Ink dot com today, Howard, what about the bar owner? Jack's American Pub in Wisconsin, who, you know, kind of is feeding off of the sentiment that everybody in Green Bay is a little pissed that Aaron Rodgers is now a New York Jet. So he says, look, here's the deal. Come into my bar, start a bar tab at the beginning of the Jets game, and when they lose, I pick up the whole tab. Last night, Aaron Rodgers is out. We now know he's out for the season. Yeah. Everybody starts drinking, like shots and everything, quite certain, and it's a good-sized bar that the Jets are going to lose and they win. Is is something like that covered by an insurance policy? No, no. I mean, he just, <laughs> you know, he just, he made a very, that's that's like the second stupidest thing that's been done in the last few days. The first was these idiots who did a 9-11 uh, trifecta for one of the one of the gambling sites. And oh, said yeah, if all draft three of the Kings. New York team, yeah, yeah, if all three of the New York uh, teams won or something, uh, you know, so I, look, I I think that uh, those kinds of offers are are stupid. I mean, they're you know, we'll see what happens, but I I think it's unbelievably sad. I mean, it, could it be any worse? You know, they oh. just brought him on, and he's a fabulous leader, and now they're going to lose him for the whole season. I mean, it just it's just really sad. I mean, I plus I I did notice that they've cleaned up the coverage. There was. The earliest article said that uh, somebody completely missed a tackle and let this guy come right at at, uh, at Aaron directly instead of being blocked. That seems mm-hmm. to have disappeared. So, I mean, and, and by the way, I mean, you can't blame anybody, although, as you said, with the fridge, I mean, the interesting thing about the fridge was how the table survived. But when, <laughs> yes. when, when one of these 350-pound guys rolls on top of you, you know, they could be yeah. the best intentioned person in the world. It's still scary as hell. So Howard is a venture capitalist and a serial entrepreneur, and he writes an article for Inc.com this morning at the breakfast table. I'm reading it to my husband. I'm like, listen to this. And he goes, well, of course you'd pick up the dime. I know, I know, but would you go get tools? So let me just share this first paragraph with the audience because you had me roaring. Here's how it reads. Not long ago, I was walking on a newly completed strip of asphalt, and I spotted a dime laying on the ground. Old habits die hard. And I quickly stooped to pick it up and found that the coin was stuck firmly in the black gook and wouldn't budge. I took out my keys and tried to dig around the edges of the coin, but I clearly had the wrong tools for the task. I thought for a moment that this was some prankster's idea of a joke like the old wallet on a string ploy or Lucy whisking away the football from Charlie Brown just before the kick. But sometimes tar is just tar. In my case, I went home like any good entrepreneur, stewed on the problem for a while, grabbed a screwdriver, a mallet, and an 
all from my basement and headed back to the scene of the crime. That dime is now mine. Howard, (laughs) tell me you didn't do that. Did you do that? I did. I did. It's a true, absolutely true story. But what's so amazing is that this morning I've already gotten like three different notes from guys saying their kid did something similar and he messed up. You know, they had to pay for the neighbor's sidewalk because the kid, you know, was out there trying to carve something into the neighbor's sidewalk. So, but look, the the moral of that story is, you know, something that every professional athlete uh, and coach would tell you too, which is that you, you know, you bring the same energy and and attitude to whatever you do in life, if you're lucky. I mean, if you're lucky, if you're doing work that you love, if you're doing sports or w- whatever it is. And, you know, this is just the kind of thing where I believe that uh, everybody needs to finish what, or try to finish what they start. I mean, it's not going to happen in every case, but it's the best attitude you can possibly have. I like Especially how the article ends, so, but- even your you know, family said you're out so of your distracted. court. Yes. Oh, yeah. My family, <laughs> my family definitely. But listen, they, you know, I, I'm just hoping that the genes have taken hold, you know, <laughs> because most of the notes I got were from guys who's, who were talking about their kids. They weren't messing up to it themselves. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an attitude. I mean, I, you know, I think people love the, the bear. You know, the TV show, I think yeah. that a uh, hundred times in the course of any episode there, you can get the exact same message, which is, you know, uh, it's chef this and chef that. And we only do things one way if you're really passionate about what you're trying to do. So uh, but I but, you know, I think the the whole point of the article also was that, you know, you uh, you need to look and, and size up what's going on. You need to make sure your team is doing it with you. It's not going to happen overnight. And then, honestly, you know, for for some people, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you know, uh, to to undertake some of these things. I mean, we're just we're just in a tough time now. You know, a lot of people are trying to figure out what to do with the rest of their lives. And I, I'm just hoping that everybody takes a step back and, and doesn't just charge off in all these different directions, uh, you know, without really thinking it through. I was you know how I feel about our mayor. But once again, this morning. They announced that the new city comptroller is a guy with no finance background. I mean, this <laughs> you you couldn't you couldn't imagine. I mean, this, this sounds like a joke. You know, this sounds like something that one of the TV guys would say. Uh, you know, in his uh, in his monologue. But I mean, right. to, you know, to have amateurs, to have people with no experience trying to run our city is just so frightening that uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and what's going to happen with the migrant crisis? My gosh, 13,000 in the city of Chicago right now, and they continue to flood in. Well, I think I, I think that we every major city is facing this. New York, I mean, the guy was just a little bit more honest, uh, the mayor in New York, who said this could kill New York. I mean, they don't, they, none of these places knows what to do. But, but I have to say, Paul Vallis wrote a piece and said, the worst possible thing you could do is tell people we're going to put you in tents during the Chicago winter. I mean, I, you know, I don't understand why we're not using McCormick place. I don't understand why we're not using, you know, there's plenty of facilities where they could do this in an intelligent fashion, but to ask each ward to find a place where they can put up a tent city is, it's just crazy. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't think there's a good solution. I feel really bad for these people, but the people that I feel the worst for are the people who were homeless here, you know, unhoused here, you know, before. Right. I mean, these are, they're, they're, you know, it's like, what am I, you know, 
you know, chopped liver. I mean, they, right. those are the people that we should be looking after first. I mean, and, and to think that we're jumping all over ourselves to address the newest people, but we haven't taken care of the problem that's been with us for years is it's just sad. It's just the wrong direction to be headed. Howard Tolman, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Have a great day. Thank you. Take care. Howard's article is posted on Inc.com. You should check it out. You really will get a kick out of that first paragraph and, um, and, you know, and take away some really important messages as well. Our conversation is always sponsored by CareerVision.org. Steve's News comes up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago's very own WGN.